see you popping. This song stays on my playlist. <laughs> like all of them. What up? What up? Say what? Say what? Say what? Uh huh. Mm, say what? Say what? Say what? Yeah. Let's go. You know what's up. Know what's up? Me and my people get rolling. <laughs> first day of summer, all chrome down in a Hummer, babe. Hit the park and party. Hope that you're walking away. You and your girls wanna ride. <laughs> Pop on the line. Say what? Say what? Say what? You know what I'm liking, baby. Is that from Save the Last Dance, or am I thinking of a different movie? It is in Save the Last Dance, for sure. It is, right? Mm-hmm. It's on a soundtrack! He's <laughs> 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 supposed to be like, actually, though, it's on this. <laughs> I don't know if it's in a movie. It is! On Save the Last it Dance! Is. Okay! Point for I Lauren! Stand Point for Lauren! I stand corrected. Yeah, they did like a montage to it. Oh, and it's cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to play that on the story this week. I'm very proud. Yes. I'm very proud. All that choreo now, we should honestly just know it because it's so easy and not actually good that we could just be pulling it out whenever. Yeah. Just at parties. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it out whenever. And that song comes on a lot now, so. Now that we're aged like fine wine. <laughs> You're listening to 168, a podcast about everything that went down in the past 168 hours. It's a weekly segment show about two black girls who would rather get day drunk and learn the choreo to motivation. But we pushed back the recording to Monday, so we're here. I know you've seen it. I know you've seen it. I know you've seen it. 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 Like any, mini, mighty, mo. How many shows we want to watch? We on a roll. The VMAs happened this past week, Monday, last Monday. And there were some highlights. Yes. Although, I don't think either of us watched the whole show. I don't. I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone said the last, whenever Kanye um, interrupted Taylor Swift and Beyonce performed and and Rihanna performed, like, that was 2009. Whoa. Yeah, 10 years ago. So we really have just been ignoring it (laughs) ever since. I can't remember, uh, like, a monumental VMAs in between there. Dang. They probably tightened up security after that. Yeah. Because Lil Mama went on stage then, too. <laughs> that all happened in one VMAs. Can you believe that? Uh, I forgot I still need to start watching Love and Hip Hop just to hear Lil Mama talk about that traumatic moment. She does? She mm-hmm. opens up about it? Yeah. And she's like, I'm still paying for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Girl, what? Like, I understand that there's some fucked up shit that probably happens in Hollywood. People get blackballed for dumb reasons. But what were you doing? How are you ever going to be trusted again when I you mean, do stuff I'm, like that? I'm sure she's not going to admit that she was doing hard drugs. Yeah, I mean, it's probably part of it. Anyway, so there were a few good things that we caught online on the YouTubes. Um, one of them is Missy Elliott winning the Vanguard Award, which I would not miss for anything. I've sure. watched it like four times. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. It's like, I really love Missy Elliott, and I think her music videos and like demeanor were really formative for me because she loved dance. And I was really, really into dance back then. <laughs> I wanted to be a choreographer. 
<laughs> so like I was I was super into Missy and she did not disappoint. One thing that threw me off was the tweet about Allison Stoner. Like some of y'all don't know what this girl means to us and like she's a classic. I'm like, who You do doesn't realize know there are Allison lots of Stoner like children is. on Twitter and, and stuff. Who don't know. They just don't know. It had to so learn. scary. I know. I know. To grow up in a world and not even know how she can act, she doesn't step up. She can sing too. She posted a video after the awards. People were like, What? Yeah, like everyone had to sing, dance, and act. If you were gonna be on the Disney roster, yeah. you had to be damn near perfect so they could ruin your life. And she was in Camp Rock. She mm-hmm. was in Camp Rock. That's when I kind of stopped watching Disney. I feel like Camp Rock is what I always think about as a milestone, like the last Disney right. movie I yeah. watched. I was like, She's like, I love this song secretly, but I can't go to school going like, We rock! Yeah, it's over. It's we over rock. now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Allison Stoner is definitely a um, huge part of my childhood memories. And she did really good. She said yeah. that they called her the day before the VMAs and were like, do you want to hop on this with us? And she's fuck? like, sure. Yeah, like <laughs> she's wow. still knew the choreo. So just a talent. That's beautiful. It is. I'm surprised they called her the day before, though. I know. I know. But whatever. Yeah. Missy Elliott can do what she wants to do. Uh, Normani was amazing. I love how right before she actually performed that viral tweet of, like, her interrupting Camilla Cabello and Shawn Mendes and, like, the auntie wig. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's perfect drama preceding what, like, this year is going to be like. It's her interruption. She did fucking amazing. She's coming through. You guys, you girls can sit down. You're done. I loved her purple fit. I'm loving this, All like, visible thong. Let's bring visible thongs back. The G-string movement, it's happening. Yeah. It's yeah. coming. It's coming. We're going to do it eventually. Maybe for the stay break. I had an no. idea. <laughs> <laughs> I had an idea. Um, but, yeah, I think that um, this is just the right time for her, for the concept. It's, like, really well thought out. There were some technical difficulties, which I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, I was sad for her. Yeah, it was a little off. I was like, this nigga, I hope he gets fired. I'm sorry, that was strong. He was trying to take off her jacket. Oh, and it was like, like, how many times did y'all practice this? Why is it such a struggle? You had one job! Literally. And you know he was freaking out, too, because then he kept tugging her harder and harder, and I was like. I was like, don't get aggressive. So then she, like, Damn. really went ham, like, threw her whole body back. Like, yeah. I'm about to fuck this part up then. And dancing alone is always hard. I know. But she did it. She did a she good did job. She did a good job, yeah. Um, Sophie Turner. Oh, yeah. There's this video of Sophie Turner, like, reacting to Normani performing. And I thought that was really funny. I love Sophie Turner. And she's like, yes! Like, pointing. <laughs> <laughs> and jumping up and down. I feel like she stays in a constant state of wine drunk. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, this is what I need to, this is what I need the to do. The level I need to be at. It was always, it's always disappointing for me when I look in the audience and I see people that don't know the lyrics. It's all those white kids that got like the front row seats. I was like, even the Missy Elliott set. Missy performance, if you don't know the words to like Work the it. chorus, Taylor Swift is up there and she can't even sing the words to the chorus. I don't know how they edit it or whatever, but still, Whack. Watch us get invited to an award show, and then they they zoom up on us, and we're like, "I'm gonna try." You know, I always try. Watermelon, watermelon, <laughs> watermelon. It's not always right, but I will try. True. Uh, also, anything else for the VMAs? 
and he like looks at you liked on the oh lizzo cover. lizzo killed it oh yeah i love what she wore too i love this like vixen thing she's doing super hot um i felt bad for people ragging on megan the stallion though like saying yeah. she finally needs to get a stylist i'm like you don't know her pockets someone pulled she does have a stylist Someone oh. pulled up a picture of him, and she just needs a new stylist. <laughs> no, she needs a new stylist. Damn. I'm not against her outfits. I get the concept. She has a concept. At least there's a vision there. What's the vision? It's like... I don't see it. Um, <laughs> You're right. Okay. Maybe there's not a vision besides nakedness. Um, but I'm like, I know it's an award. Like, however, like that's what she needs things she can dance in. It's, it needs to be pliable. It needs to be sexy. It needs to be twerkable and shiny, and that's what she does. I would have appreciated an outfit change. She didn't change the whole time. I didn't. I didn't watch the whole. Time. I don't, well, I feel I like, like she performed. walked the carpet and then performed, and I feel like I would have like bartered to try to at least pull off something classy first. I feel like but that the VMAs been, is not like you know what I'm saying. The Grammys. It's meant to be kind of trashy. Yeah, that's true. If you have your all blue denim g-string fit, that's where you wear it. You know? Fair. Yeah. Fair. But she'll move on up. She'll get there. Yeah. Maybe a team of stylists. She can keep do there. Just get some more input. Speaking of stylists. Segway! <laughs> on Netflix, the new uh, show premiered Styling Hollywood, which follows uh, poppin' black stylist Jason Bolton and his husband, Adair. Um, they have a joint company co- together called JSN Studios. And so the show follows both sides of the company. Jason styling all of the black girl magic celebrities. I should count how many times that should be a drinking game. How many times they say black girl magic or black boy joy and that shit. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the other side, the interior design side, which I kind of preferred because a little less euphemism. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're very funny, very great. I didn't know that he started with Gabrielle Union. He just started styling her and then went on doing other stuff. There's workplace drama. Shit you gets love real. Your workplace drama. It's so great. Um, and I like how uh, whenever they profile or they're like styling people, they're only highlighting mainly the black artists. And it's a lot more of like, oh, this is their vision. This is their look. And it's the drama of like, Will we have the extra lining in time? It ripped on the runway. Like, yeah. very nice project runway, time-sensitive things, too. I like that stuff. You'll definitely enjoy it. Yeah, I like any reality show with a creative aspect. It'll, it'll have me. So I'm going to get into it. How many episodes? Like, ten? Eight. Oh, even better. Yeah. Nice so and quick. Only 30 minutes long. They do Eve. I saw Yara. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Janet. Janet Mock. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. And then he also profiles other like black designers. They talk about Gucci blackface, which I was really proud about, and how important it is to have like people of color in there. And they also have really fun tidbits on like how they met, which sounds like two horrible first dates. He <laughs> was like the first date, like he came and he was tired, and then the second date they like met up, and then he drank like a horse the whole time and like ended the the date really drunk. And was like, I would like to walk with you. And then was talking about all the other guys he was sleeping with in New York at the time. And mm. they've been, like, attached to the hip ever since. Oh, that doesn't seem like, but, you no. know, whatever. I don't, whatever I don't understand works it. for you. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to binge that probably later today. Yeah. Since I have all this time. Uh, 
The only other thing that I'm watching is Growing Up Hip Hop New York. The Growing Up Hip Hop oh. franchise is expanding. Wasn't it Atlanta first? Uh, it's Atlanta, LA, and okay. now it's in New York. Mm. And it follows Ja Rule's children and Irv Gotti's children. Oh, they must be nuts. Old Dirty Bastard's song, Young Dirty Bastard. It literally goes by Young Dirty Bastard. Flavor Flav's daughter. That's kind of cute. Who is the hot mess of the season. I bet. Um... And then, <laughs> woo! It's a star-studded cast, y'all. It's just great TV, and it, I, they think they started filming right after Firefest, and so the first episode ends with Flavor Flav's daughter confronting Jaw Rule's daughter, like, "So your dad didn't know shit about that?" And then Jaw Rule's daughter going off on her, like, "Who the fuck are you?" Ooh, it's great. And Flavor Flav is estranged from his children on the show, so they're like throwing him under the bus. Ooh, yeah. That reminded me of Brian McKnight drama, and we didn't talk about that, but that was kind of Brian crazy. McKnight drama? Drama? Yeah, on Instagram. Brian McKnight is like a deadbeat dad, I guess, and his kids were calling him out. Yeah, and he just was like, they're not good kids. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't have, I wish I had the uh, tweets pulled up. I didn't think about talking about it, but yeah. Dang. There was some Brian McKnight drama. If there's more updates, we'll, we'll go through the whole ordeal. I'm, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, but I wouldn't expect that from Brian McKnight. I don't know why. Dang. Anything else you're watching? Oh, I'm watching... I started watching Love Island in the middle of the night after brunch. <laughs> I think I slept and I woke up at like 10 o'clock and walked, um, watched like five hours of Love Island. Damn. That is an addictive fucking show, man. It's like... Because it's, it's just... They, I think it comes on every single night. That's how many episodes there are? <laughs> I think it comes on every night because it'll be like 30 minutes and like... You know, it just runs back to back. It's on Amazon Prime, so you can just binge it, and it's like there's no stopping. Once you're on that train, you are a Love Island fan, and you're you're there for the rest of the ride. So who's your favorite, like, person on there? What are the people like? Uh, the people, it's, like, mostly white and white adjacent, but there are, like, a few black people. Are they British? No, no, no. There is a British Love Island, though. Oh. This is American. And it starts with, like... So it starts with five girls and five guys, and then, like, the guy, the girls are there, and the guys choose who they want to be coupled with. The guys choose first, oh. and then like they'll add in like another guy and a girl, and then the girls will be- choose who they want to be coupled with. So you may lose your couple partner, or, like whatever. Damn. Yeah, and so every week they get recoupled, and like it switches off from the girls and the guys, and they add more people and they take people out, and like. So you never. It's like one of those reality shows where you never really know what's going to happen exactly because yeah. it's not a set format, but it gets spicy. I like it. I like it a lot. I might have to start. I don't recommend getting addicted to it, though. <laughs> I follow a lot of, like, black British Nigerians who love, like, Love Island UK. And then, like, my whole timeline will be blowing up the next day after some shit goes down. And then you have to watch all these, like, British clips. I have like, seen a lot of people talking about it. I'm like, I don't get it. I'm, I'm not as invested. <laughs> I can't start from the beginning yet. I feel like so. the British one might be popping, too. Yeah. I might get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anything else, Brad? No, you've seen it? Uh, the only last thing is that the, the fair season five has started, so I've restarted my Showtime subscription. So now I like Under then, a new email address? No. Or are you just I just like, for it? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm opting in again. I'll Audio. watch my shows, and then I'll cancel it after the season. Oh, over. give me your password, because I want to watch that um, one about the dude on Fox. The dude on Fox? Or Roger Epstein, maybe? It's a show about one of these conservatives who got in trouble, oh. but it's like a series on Showtime, so I can't watch oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. 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 I saw stuff about that. But yeah, no, uh, this season, 
Sanai Lathan was on last season and she played a teacher, like a principal slash school administrator. And the dude from The Wire like pursued her and they basically started sleeping together. And the dude from Lincoln Heights. The main character? The father. Okay, yeah. I actually he know plays who this her. Is. Yes! <laughs> he plays her ex husband who's like super ca- like California militant and was in like Black Panther heavy and basically like I'm not sure how I feel about how they're portraying these black characters because I can tell it's not all black writing room. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like mm-hmm. even the last episode I watched it was kind of like they never wanted you to be in the job because you're never you weren't supposed to be there because they didn't want you there because white people are horrible and I'm like yes we have those conversations I just don't we don't have it like that yeah and I don't know if I want other people to like know that that's how we talk are. about it I'm like this is showtime it's on showtime yeah yeah, yeah right yeah that's all so I don't know so I don't know how I feel but I'm glad Snyder Lathan is still like acting i don't know i still like seeing her and stuff yeah i'm glad she didn't get blackballed after burning beyonce i know yeah (laughs) good job (laughs) yeah that's it for i know you've seen it Watch my hands under a ghost file. When 
in a hoes mouth. I ain't picky, start frontin' when the show's out. What you mean? 20 inches when they roll out. Come and give me big faces when they fold out. Is your whip don't make me pull that phone four out? I keep a close eye when the door out. Then I slide off in the escalade. Me and Key then solid like the ice capades. Me and E, Frosty, Roger the Rabbit and Bugsy. You understand me? Rap wrist like mummies. If you compare me to your local grocery, then you'll see I got more carrots than Aldi, more bread than Aldi. You can bag and scan me, sure like I'll be. Meet the ticks in Maui. Welcome to Obscure History That You Never Knew You Needed to Know with Jazz. Okay, this week for Iced Tea, aka Obscure History, but this is the last time we're going to call it Obscure History from now on. You've been Catch born, on! Uh, is on another than our Afro-Latin black Cuban princess, Christina Milian. She starts. Body rolling right now. So she's from she's from Jersey, uh, originally named Christina Flores, um, and she was one of the first like actresses slash singers to identify as Afro Latin. Um, Even though black people, we just claimed her. Yeah, we're like that's our bitch. <laughs> um, she originally wanted to be an actress, so she was going out for acting roles. She did a lot of commercials. She was in the Honeycomb commercial and a Wendy's commercial way back when. Um, but people didn't really quite know how to cast her as black or as Hispanic, so she changed her name to Milian. And it was so funny when I watched a video on this. The comments are literally like, so what's the difference between Flores and Milian? Those both sound pretty... Yeah, pretty I'm just Latin thinking, like, Christina black. Flores is not a bad name. Right. I was like, I kind of like that a little better. <laughs> um, but Milian's her mother's maiden name. Oh, cute. Um, she started as an actress, wanted to transition into music, and she started working with Rodney Jenkins, Jerkins, Rodney Jerkins, and started writing with him. And in 2000, she landed her first feature with Ja Rule uh, on Between Me and You. Okay. Which helped her get her first record deal at Def Sold Records. I remember that. What year was this? 2000. 2000. June 16th. 19 years ago. Wow. We're getting old. Super old. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
when she signed her record deal, she didn't like the music that they were writing for her, so she was writing a lot for herself. And in the Good same week, she wrote Play and AM to PM. Okay. Talented. Yes. Um, so I have this clip here about how Play went with J-Lo, where J-Lo went and just lip-synced over the song. She J-Lo'd it. Initially, I was writing a song for myself called Play. Yes, and I was going to touch on that. Yeah, so it's called Play. That was the same. And then in that same week that I wrote Play, I also wrote AM to PM. Wow. So, hear this. Somebody hit the lights. So we can rock it day and night. People getting down, that's right. From AM to PM. Everybody looking like stars. All the chicks and the fellas in the bars. Wow. So when I wrote AM to PM, I was so in love with AM to PM. I was like, there's no way they're going to put play on the same album because it's also a party song. And I love AM to PM. If I'm going to tell a whole story, you know, I would hate for that song to get knocked out over this one. But play, funny enough, I wrote that song in about 10 or 15 minutes. And I really was like, oh, my gosh, it was my birthday. And I wanted to go have fun that day. And I knew I had a session that day um, in the studio. So I literally... Like, I woke up that morning, my mom was like, you better hurry up and write. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wrote the song really fast, and I sang the song when I went to the studio, and then I was like, it's okay. Um, next thing you know, Tommy Mottola heard it, and he picked it up and said, I want this song for J-Lo, and it ended up being her second single. You know that it moves me Yeah, and they left your vocals on it. You yeah. sing the chorus. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I sang on the chorus. So but I, I think that's kind of like a known thing. It's like a background chorus. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. So she got J-Lo'd. Rough. <laughs> Happens to the best of them. Uh, which I think is weird because I like play better than AM to PM. Me too. It's a lot more urban, though, because I feel like AM to PM is like... Everybody just standing on the wall. Na, 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 na. I think if she had done play, she would have... Pops bigger, faster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she was marketed as a black Britney Spears, similar to Nivea, with an Aaliyah style. Um, so she released her first album. She did well internationally. She went gold in the UK, but she was just all right in the US. So you're right. I feel like if she switched the two, she would have been fine. Um, and that's when her bubble gum pop ways got picked up by Disney, and she did the Kim Possible theme song. Oh, oh. Do you remember? No. That's, yeah, that's right. Oh, how does it start? Um, Kim Possible, call me, beat me, if you want to reach me, if you want to page me, it's okay. okay. I just can't me, wait, me, baby. give myself oh. a play. Yeah. Sorry. It doesn't matter if it's dead or not, if I think it's going to be over. Whenever you need me, baby, baby. call me, beat me, if you want to reach me. Call me, beat me, if you want to reach me. Doesn't matter where, doesn't matter, doesn't matter when. I'll be there for you till the very end. Danger or trouble, I'm there on the double. You know that you always can call Kim Possible. Oh, they're making a movie, right? They better have the theme song in there with Christina Milian's vocals. I'm not. I'm not going to watch it, but. Disney Channel did a really good website reboot where right around when the Cheetah Girls was about to come out, they released this online platform and you played games like associated with all their like shows out. Like and the Eddie watch... basketball game? 
Yeah, or um, they had the nacho game, the Kim Possible nacho With, uh, game. Rufus. Yeah, yep. and um, and you could watch videos, and one of the like little videos was a music video, so you get to like watch the music video for the making of Kim Possible. If I can find that, I'll post that to the stories this week because I like loved that. That'll definitely like bring me back. And Christina, um, Carlson or whatever the the bitch from Even Stevens was in it. Ray. I don't know if that's her, her name, name was Ray and Even Stevens. Ren. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, And then after that, she went on to do Love Don't Cost a Thing, the epic black teenage coming of age movie. Acting debut, right? No. No. She was supposed to do the (laughs) Mickey Mouse Club, but she she passed. I also feel like that would have been her big break. Bad mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not it. (laughs) But yeah, um, and that's where she met Nick Cannon and they dated for three years. See? What? Mistakes. Oh, not mis- See? <laughs> Mistakes. Love Don't Cost a Thing was, like, really influential to my life. For no I reason. still... I will still watch that movie, basically, whenever it's on. I'm still trying to learn the beach dance. I can I can kind of do it. Really? Yeah, if I see it done. Hi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe out of order. But <laughs> I used to do it all the time. And I was in love with Nick Cannon, so I watched that movie excessively. Wow. Yeah. You were a Nick Cannon fan? Yes. Drumline did it. I was like, oh, he's so fine. And I like hardcore because they put braids in his hair. We were all fooled. We were fooled. We were fooled. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, in 2004, she went on to drop Dip It Low. Bring it up slow. Move, move it all around. Take it down. Uh, she was uh, defined as a sex kitten because at that point, Crazy in Love was out. Um, Rihanna had just came out, and uh, a few other people were out. Where basically, hip hop four was a good year. Yeah, R and B Ashanti was out. She was getting par- compared to Ashanti a lot, and it, mm-hmm. everything took more of an urban feel. And so she was like, "Okay, then I'm gonna sex it up. Like, fuck this bubblegum, bubblegum pop shit." Um, and from Dip It Low, that album got two Grammy nominations. She dropped another single with Joe Budden, and that didn't go well at all. Um, it was equally <laughs> as sexy as Dip It Low, but it just wasn't a good song. Oh. And what then, was it called? Mm, it's okay. You can keep going. I'm okay. going to look it up. Okay. <laughs> um, she went back to movies and TV. I never actually listened to that song. Like, I saw the, like, video thing for it, but I, I haven't actually listened to it. But I saw Joe Budden was on it, and it was like, pass, hard pass. Yeah, it was called Whatever You, Whatever you Want. There's that actually right. two, there are two Christina Milian songs with Joe Budden. One is called Love, and one's called Whatever You Want. What? Well, I like Love, though. I didn't know Joe Budden was. I kind of like it, though. Hey, maybe I need to do a Christina Milian binge. That does not sound terrible. I have heard this song before. I'm an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's my first time hearing it, I think. So, uh, you're better than me. She went back to movies and TV, so she did The Oath uh, and Pulse. I haven't seen either of those. Me neither. Um, she started working on her next album. And it had more of an edgy hip-hop feel. So she received S.O.S. by Rihanna before Rihanna got it. And she hated the song. So right. She so it. it's been like five career-altering 
mistakes. Most, yes. Okay. And Rihanna was her label mate too, so keep that in mind. So she did take a song by Jasmine Sullivan called "Say I," and ended up getting Jeezy featured on it, and it was really good. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna make a wave. Oh, I actually do know that song. I don't remember it like that exactly, but I do. I do think I remember the video. Which it was received Version well. Her. Um, but <laughs> she was dropped. <laughs> she was dropped from her label uh, two weeks after the album went out uh, due to budget cuts. So Def Jam oh. basically was like, "We're gonna support Rihanna. We can't afford to keep you." So they dropped her. So the album didn't get the promotion it deserved, but it was a really great album. I remember my sisters listen to it all the time. Like that L.O.V.E. Oh. song. That's a good. That's a good song. I want to go back. It seems kind of like a fun, happy. It's a good song. Album. Um, and so I have this clip here about how she kind of got depressed uh, after getting dropped from her label. You know, that. I think people did appreciate So Amazing. I think probably what was the most upsetting is I didn't get the chance to push it the way that it, it needed because within two weeks of that album coming out, my record label dropped me. Oh, wow. So, yeah, and I, I was set to go on, T, on TRL. I had the cover of Vibe magazine. I had a bunch of stuff lined up. And I still did TRL. <laughs> By the way, the day that I found out that they were dropping me, I was supposed to go on TRL the next day. And they were like, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. And I was like... Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, of Hello. course. I didn't let it stop me. But and say it I was, was a smash hit, so I don't yeah. even understand. Say I was a great hit. Yeah, you know, it was. That's why it was quite a shock for me. So you know, the the record label no longer backed it up. They didn't push it anymore. Yeah. and I was kind of like at a you know at a standstill okay. trying to figure it out. But you know, it it was a great album, and I did still think that that album has great potential. She went back into the studio, and when she went back into the studio, she had a brief, well, I guess like a year and a half, two year stint with. This uh, produced producer called Dre. I think he he's produ he's a really famous producer. He's done a lot of stuff, um, and that ended badly. They were engaged, um, and then she dated the Dream. And with the Dream, she had a daughter Violet, um, and their marriage lasted like less than nine months. They got engaged really quickly, um, and then. She got her own reality show on E! called Turned Up with Tina. Exactly. I did not remember that. Uh, on there, it got really awkward because she was dating Lil Wayne at the time. And everyone thought it was really weird because as we've covered in the past episodes with Nivea, she basically has two of the same. She's Eskimo sisters, hardcore with Nivea because they share two exes with the dream and Lil Wayne. Um... And she said Lil Wayne was, like, in her DMs, like, from when he first popped off. <laughs> like, and she never took him seriously. And so I'm assuming right after things went south with the dream, she was, like, shoddy swing my way. Tell me, can you imagine dating a famous rapper who cheats on you by sliding into people's DMs incessantly? Damn. Like, you're not just taking, like, the available groupie you have to go and reach out for Christina Million. Someone famous that could just leak the messages and just be like, it's He's so disrespectful. The disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, Lil Wayne 
so she got the the reality show and she was like gushing about Lil Wayne for like four episodes. Then in the middle, she wakes up one day, like how much she loves him, and, yeah, uh, and like how in love they are. They were doing interviews. They they had songs out that nobody liked, <laughs> and uh, she basically he he cheated on her and some um, photos surfaced. So while she was doing the reality show, she basically had to do a few episodes surrounding that. And so I'm pretty sure she left him because it happened so publicly. I think if she had her own show and it happened, I don't think that she would have left that easily. If it wasn't so public? Or? Yeah, because yeah. it was like literally like, the, you could tell it was just very awkward. Like the cameras were there and she's like. Like actually hurt. I, yeah. And she's like crying in her confessionals and stuff. Like, I don't understand why he would hurt me. I really did love him. It was so, sad. I mean, you kind of have to know. I mean, he wasn't your DMs. Yeah. Well, he was dating other people. But. And Nivia and Toya weren't supportive of the relationship anyway. They kind of backtracked, but there's, like, literal Vlad interviews with them, like, laughing. Like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> this is messy. This is weird. Um, but uh, ending on a high note, yes. she has a Netflix special now uh, called Falling in Love in spelled I-N-N. It is great romantic comedy. Um, by great, I mean as okay as romantic comedies on Netflix can be. It's better right. than set it up thus far. And yeah. I will support Christina Milian and whatever she does because Kim Possible is the GOAT. Yeah, she did give us that gem. So, and you know, there's lots to be thankful for. And dip it low. I mean, the video, the choreo, we love it. But she she seems to be not the Brightest best decision bold. maker. Yeah. In the closet. But she has wrote, written a lot of, like, good things. Yeah. Hmm. Dip it low, girl. Just bring not, it up nice and slow. What's, uh, what's your favorite? Oh, you go first. Hold on. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. You know that Paula Deanda song, Walk Away? Yes. She wrote that. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to remember you. You go remember me. And she was on a Bring It On spinoff. She was. And I did actually like that one. She gets hella black, black brownie blinds. You gonna remember me. <laughs> I will do a nice tea on Paula Deanda or like a random Instagram story on her. Call Me up. Beat Me is the number two Christina Milian song, Christina Milian song on uh, Spotify. Damn. How much more is there to talk about with Paula Deanda? She went on like, The Voice. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> the people want to know what happened to her. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're like, where else can this story go? Eric, 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 Eric. The grab bag, bitch. <laughs> Okay, so I know we talked about Jay-Z last time, but I just wanted to um, bring it back around because there's been a few developments. Updates. So since the last podcast, we've learned um, what the first initiative of his partnership with the NFL will be. Mm. Um, I actually haven't been following this at all, so I'm really excited. So <laughs> it's going to be like a musical partnership first, and then also he's going to be doing apparel. A musical partnership. Yes. 
justice reform through music. Okay, so listen. He's going to have a different artist every month do, like, the NFL song that's going to play during the uh, NFL Wow, so we really just care. Progress, hold on. Listen, there's more. And the single will, the proceeds will go to the charities, unnamed thus far, besides the first two. The first two are Chicago charities, I forgot what they're called. And um, the sales from the uh, apparel and t-shirts will also go to those same companies that could have been supported by Jay-Z's money without the NFL. And are already supported by Colin Kaepernick for the most part. And um, so, Black Capitalist Twitter (laughs) has been dead silent about this. Damn. It's been like, I mean, duh, like, hello. Damn. So, yeah. Now all those tweets make sense. What, the chess? Um, chess not checkers. <laughs> yeah, all those tweets. Um, <sighs> it's basically, you know, could have been expected. Um, this is not the first time that, you know, Jay-Z's made t-shirts for change. And that's even worse than I thought it was going to be. You know, it's just blatantly like we have this partnership. I just don't understand how he thought we were supposed to react. Even if that was my first initiative with this thing, I would have been like, okay, let's go back to the drawing board and rework this because the people are going to tear this shit apart. Yeah. This should be a footnote, not the main event. Yes. I shouldn't even be hearing about this in the headline because it's not... It's just not it. Even as a businessman, a supposed, like, this is why you guys love him, right? Like, he's a businessman. He's really good at this. This is not a good idea for your image. Imagine this is the main initiative, and he got in a room with some of NFL's, like, most powerful players and owners and businessmen, and they came up with a rotational music program where they agreed to play nigga music at games and jay-z gets to megan trainer is one of the artists as well as meek mill and um so it's not all it's not it's not all so it's music. not even putting on <laughs> black artists either no not not all of it no we're not going to talk about the black bodies on the field or how... you know maybe like working with nfl owners to bring in more black employees and coaches and partnerships and investments like Maybe, you know, actually having them go work and volunteer for causes and like have programs where the where the where the black players can voice their opinions on an open forum, maybe televise yeah. about race issues and actually talk about it and make it yeah. a continuing conversation. How about hiring Colin Kaepernick for something like there Anything. are so many things you could have done and this is just not it. It's whack. Like, I'm it's so, so whack. And people also actually dug up this video that I, I thought it was weird hadn't come out during the initial NFL conversation about Jay-Z, but I uh, will play that here. You think about the idea of uh, growing up in a single parent house, which I grew up in, which you grew up in, and having an adverse feeling for authority, right? Your father's gone, so you like... I hate my dad. Nobody tell me what to do. I'm the man in the house. And then you hit the street and you run into a police officer. And his first thing is, put your hands up, freeze, shut up. And you're like, excuse my language, everybody. You're like, fuck you. Right? So that that interaction causes people to lose lives. What the fuck did I just watch? (laughs) I can't believe that no one brought this up before. 
This, this would have been such good ammo. It came out in January 2019 when he said this wow. on a panel with Van Jones and Bob Kraft. I think I forgot what the panel was for. Um, yeah, I don't know, but there's a musical. Maybe it was a, a, a complex forum. Something like that. Either way, so to break it down quickly, um, the first big issue is the fact that he assumed that all black households, the father was gone. He's like, if, you know, if you're like me, I, and I get he's referring to himself in that, but he's giving in a scenario as to how he's explaining police brutality and the problems that we have with police um, in the black community. So your first step is to say that it's because, okay, first of all, it's just mothers in the household and they don't, there's, there's no male figure, so which like, is, fuck you, dad. oh my God, such an old racist structure. Like people have been saying that for a long time because of research that was, that is false. Like black fathers are the, I think the most involved demographic with their children, mm. married or not, they're very involved fathers. That is a misnomer. And it like causes people to say and do racist things like that that stereotype mm. so you're starting at the wrong place with that and then they go out into the streets and they have no authority because a mother a single mother can't teach you how to respect authority that's just blasphemy <laughs> that can't that can't happen um and then you you're confronted with a police officer and you say fuck you in which of these videos where these men get shot by police do they say fuck you i'm not I don't respect don't, you, so shoot me then. We <laughs> like, don't have the chance to even get that far. So if you didn't know anything at all, you just known a little bit about what you see on TV as far as police brutality, you would know that these black men, like Tamir Rice, these people who are doing absolutely nothing are being harassed, first of all, killed and... Assassinated. And assass like, disrespected, all of that. Like, it doesn't take disrespect to the police to have that result and then like he goes to the scenario single mom doesn't respect authority goes in the street says fuck you to the police officer and then he said that actually causes people to die as if if as if all that was true would be a reasonable reason like cause for a police officer to shoot somebody saying fuck you to them that's not the problem bro all bad like all bad and people are like i mean what did you expect but it's just kind of like no matter how you spin it, it's disappointing. Mm -hmm. Whether you, like, you know, believe all billionaires are like that. And it's still, like, okay, to think that you, this guy that came from the Bronx and, like, grew up, you know, with a big, like, big nose, really, like, black features, and, like, had all this struggle, and then just becomes a billionaire and is, like, so out of touch. And it's impossible not to, to be a billionaire and also be, like with it right it's i mean we just can't get there and that's what's frustrating because so many people think that's our way to salvation like more black billionaires and that's just not it so it's it's really more disappointing that we have to have a whole shift in culture because everybody not just black people idolize rich people mm. and just hope for the best like hope that they have our interests in mind and that's you know not soon, what it is as soon as money gets in the picture our interests change. Our yeah. interests are no longer aligned. And if you're that way for long enough, rich for long enough, where you can't really, you can get whatever you want and your life is just on a different wavelength, there's no way that you can't be detached. Mm. Um, unless you're really, really going out of your way, I guess, to try and understand issues. But like, that's just so bad. It's really bad. 
and it's even it makes me have even less faith in even what could what good could come out of the NFL partnership because I think even when I was like him doing it is all for money and it's obviously like screwing Colin Kaepernick and I don't like it I was still like maybe some good can come out of it at the end of the day rich people doing things you know with even a facade of wanting to help ends up helping more people people brought up that he invested in um he invested in like prison monitoring like out of prison monitoring like in-home probation security stuff like he's invested in those businesses and I forgot about that when I was talking about this last time but Jay-Z is not for it he's not with the shits so I'm not having that combo anymore with people (laughs) damn no more damn I guess an impromptu Jay-Z cancelometry how canceled do you feel like Jay-Z is I feel like he's socially canceled I I don't like his new music though me neither but that's not the reason like if I liked his new music I'd probably still listen to it but the fact is like I'm never gonna be like outwardly supportive of him I don't know where that puts me on the cancelometry chart. Probably like a 70, 75. In the yellow zone. Yeah. Yellow orange zone. I don't trust his ass. I'm not going to like, if he gets, if something happens, I'll be like, all right, fuck him. Like, I'm definitely, I don't. We knew he wasn't right after we already knew he was Solange attacked him in the elevator. And is Solange ever really wrong? Never. Never. Not entirely. Never. Proud family told us so. They sure did. I learned all my lessons from the profit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also in grab bag, um, Johnson and Johnson found at fault for Oklahoma opioid crisis, lost their lawsuit. Five hundred and seventy-two million dollars. So they know that they did something wrong. Um, basically, they were found at fault for false, misleading, and dangerous marketing campaigns that had caused exponentially increasing rates of addiction, overdose overdose deaths and babies born exposed to opioids so the lawsuit they actually started at trying to go for 1.72 billion um and everyone was bracing for that amount um and they should have won that legit uh johnson and johnson they started contracted contracting with poppy growers in tasmania and they supplied 60 percent of the opioid ingredients that drug companies use for opioids like oxycodone and aggressively marketed opioids to doctors and patients as safe and effective. And I read somewhere else that, like, basically they were saying they were trying to get doctors to prescribe opioids for, like, very, very minor cases, despite their research findings showing that, like, it's a very strong drug and downplaying that to doctors and trying to give doctors, like, financial breaks for prescribing more and more of the drug. And then doctors would then tell to patients like it's totally okay Mm. and now we're in this opioid epidemic which for me i felt like i never took seriously until i saw this headline um and basically johnson and johnson owns a subsidiary named jansen pharmaceutical jansen pharmaceuticals that makes their own opioids and they created their own uh kind of alternative to the drug and they made like a fentanyl patch that it still produces today Oh my gosh, Euphoria taught me about fentanyl. I'm so like, I'm like, ooh, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Euphoria and education, yeah. Uh, and so they said the $572 million judgment could pay for a year's worth of services needed to combat the epidemic in Oklahoma. And basically, this is going to jumpstart the rest of like 
2,000 other pending lawsuits against pharmaceutical companies across the country, Kentucky being the most prevalent about being next. Um, right now in the Kentucky Supreme Court, they're going to release docu- documents related to Purdue Pharma's marketing of oxycodone. Um, and those documents are getting unsealed now. So Good. Be- I hope every single state sees them. <laughs> I just like- never took this epidemic seriously. But now you hear more and more people like, oh, like I got into an accident and drugs are awesome like it's really really easy to get i know we still hate the breakfast club but charlamagne was like i was addicted to opioids for like or for pain to painkillers for a little bit yeah because melissa ford was on there talking about how she almost died in her car accident last year and how crazy strong the drugs that they gave her and how scary it was yeah honestly if you think about it it's like evil genius yeah like you see um foreign drug dealers even local drug dealers making all this money off of drugs and you're like wow let's tap into that market but how are we going to get it to people without them being like "Ooh, drugs (laughs) (laughs) you have a whole new market of people that are like i trust my doctor and i'll take all these pills and get addicted to it and like then you you know make sure there's a surplus of it in the country so you know you're gonna have like shady doctors prescribing hella opioids to people yeah i've got tons of family members well tons not tons probably like four or five family members that have been addicted to opioids that's still tons yeah yeah that's a lot yeah but like it's evil and they should lose all their money i just looked it up they're worth 400 billion dollars yeah they've made billions of dollars over the decades like due it's to opioids. jumped seriously since 2014 it's jumped a hundred billion dollars basically <laughs> They said, fuck that, mass production. Drug dealers. (laughs) Just drug dealers. They're pushing the product on, like, poor areas where you know that people are are more susceptible to drug addiction, like, because of just poverty and, like, nothing. There's nothing in Oklahoma. At all. It's like the crack epidemic, but in rural white areas. Yeah. And city areas and middle school suburban moms. Yeah. Yes. It's everywhere. Opioids are literally everywhere. And I feel like I'm so dared out right now. Well, not dared out because, I mean, of course, trees. But, you know, like everything else just Doesn't feels count. like, how do you get hooked on opioids? Like looking at meth people like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so scary. Yeah. yeah. Drugs are so scary. Like um, be safe and get help. And ask your doctor for lighter um, prescription pain medication. Yes. Doctors do not know what the fuck. They, they do are not doing. Know. They do not always know. get four opinions because I was going to a whore. Okay, TMI for some people, but I was going to a horrible gynecologist for a while, and it took me going with someone else for them to like push back for me to be like, well, no, like if she feels worse, then that doesn't make sense. Even like for a while, like I feel like I had to keep going to different doctors, and they were telling me either nothing was wrong or they were prescribed me, like, the wrong thing, mm-hmm. or crazy birth control that makes you nuts. And so if you don't push back and tell them, like, if you don't consider yourself special when you're getting diagnosed for stuff, especially as black women, because I, if I see another Twitter thread about how, like, we're going to die when we give children give birth oh to children, my gosh. I'm, I'm going to flip out. That should I already be asked my friend to be my doula. Yeah. That should be our <laughs> next conspiracy, because I feel like Cause I don't want to do that. A lot is going on with that. So, yes. Push um, back. Push back. Health oh. matters. I'm going to schedule all my doctor's appointments. I was just thinking about how people, like, assume certain professions, like, everyone's good. Mm. Like, you assume when you go to the doctor, your doctor's good. You assume when you get a lawyer, your lawyer's good. You assume, like, 
your accountant is good. Nigga, these people are just people, and some of them are really terrible, whether they went to all that school or not. Imagine how you are at your job. There's someone like you. Who's a surgeon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) That's why I didn't go into medicine. I can't. I'd be in that bitch like, "Mm, I didn't really close it, but... (laughs) It's good enough. Right. Like, it'll heal up. (laughs) Some spaghetti in there. (laughs) So double, triple check. If you get bad bad vibes from any of the, like, professionals you're paying a whole bunch of fucking money to make sure your life doesn't go to shit, Mm -hmm. then that's not the person for you and get another person. Even therapy. I've been through four therapists. Yes. Until I got to the right one. It's essential. My male therapist sucks. I wouldn't feel comfortable. I, I know. I would feel like, so I had set and he'd be like, don't be spicy. <laughs> spicy. I can feel the judgment. No, thanks. <laughs> Anything else for a grab bag? Oh, um, the Amazon rainforest is still burning down. So <sighs> one still fucking sucks. I think that, um, some foreign countries raise money, maybe like 20 upwards of $20 million to help put them out. But I thought because the government is facilitating the burning, even though they're saying they're not, but right. like there are natives there that are like, yes, people are setting these fires for the government. And I feel like I trust them. So yeah. I don't know where this aid is going to. I'm going to have to do a follow up on that. But yeah, I did not remember that the Amazon rainforest is considered the lungs of the world. I did not remember that from, like, third grade science. It's been a long time, but, yeah. I feel like we all need a refresher on, like, very stupid, well, not, okay, chill, the environment (laughs) on, like, very chill, science-y environment things that matter that lead into climate change. Yeah, I wish I could have taken, like, a very general fun fact science class in college. Yeah. Done some continued learning without actually breaking my back. Build a volcano for once. Okay, why is that a storyline in every single TV show? And we never do that in real life. Because it's not a real science. I feel like it's a real science project, but it's not a real science project. Like, they wanted you to use, like, the scientific theory They wanted shit. you to play. Well, I hate, like, the really boring science projects where you have to, like, do, like, ten different plants and watch them grow. Yeah. Yeah, I did all Fuck of that. Fuck photosynthesis. That's not interesting. I'm like, we get it. It works. Plants, they grow. We get it. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, watch um, episode one of that one uh, Earth documentary with Will Smith in it on Netflix. One, oh. one world, one Earth. They explain the rainforest and those little like microscopic oxygen things so well. Like you think trees give us oxygen, but really it's these little things that like blow over from the melting snow in the ice caps and go to the rainforest and like fucking cycle and like make all the air whoa so watch it it's like i was like whoa mind blown yeah um and then also i saw something that was a little disturbing uh betsy devos has a share in this uh foster care this nationwide foster care place called bethany christian Bethany Christian Services. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, <laughs> and it's taken so far 81 immigration immigrated children from the border who were forcibly separated from their parents. Um, and they've had the kids have had no contact with their families, and they're charging these. It's seven hundred dollars per night for the government to pay for this adoption center to have these kids. Oh my god! So like, think private prisons, but like vulnerable children. 
That's horrible. Yeah. And Betsy Devos, her, I guess her cousin, like heads the Christian Services program. Or he was it's the vice always president. Always in the family. Her husband's cousin. Mm-hmm. She's got a big ass rich family too. Like it's kind of creepy. It's like uh, J.B. Pritzker's family. I didn't notice how much money yeah. they had in the city until I kept They're like everywhere. noticing like the Pritzker Pavilion, and I'm like, "You're everywhere." Yeah, they're real, 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 real rich. Um, so yeah, I just I worry about those kids a lot because I know human trafficking is such a big thing, and then this Christian Center is like a conservative one too. So you know what the fuck they're doing with these poor like Mexican kids? Yeah, they won't let gay people adopt from their adoption agency like that level. Whoa, I know. So. I'm gonna keep an eye on that. Um... Oh, Serena Williams once again. <laughs> we, we love to see it. Shout oh, out to her. And, and uh, Naomi and uh, Coco. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Naomi won, right? Yeah. Yeah. And hugged Coco and gave a great speech. I loved how she like dedicated part of it to the, her parents. Like you raised a great athlete. I thought I like started crying as soon as she said that. Of like, I remember when we all used to like be at the same facility and it's just so great to see that we both made it. And I was like, wow, black people connecting publicly. I'm like, like that is kind of great. Her footsteps. Trying to be a tennis player and then there's only one other like black family there. Serena and Venus really did it, y'all. Yeah. And then Athea, Athea Gibson. Yeah. Obviously. I can't believe I remember that Black History fact. Bum, dun. Bum, bum, bum. Is that it for grab bag? Yeah. So the world is waiting to hear. Did you kill that weak bitch? Um, I wouldn't say she killed me. I feel like it was like we broke even this week. Um, right. I'm getting to the point with the wedding stuff that I really just want to have it. Like, I'm tired of talking about it. Yeah, I just want to be like I'm. I'm really excited. Just be there this two weeks is almost like what? What am I gonna do with myself? Like. <laughs> I'm just going to be focused on the wedding for the next two weeks, and I just wanted to be here. But it's um, basically done. Wow. Just little, like, loose ends and shit. Trying to get in the right headspace and stuff. Wow. With work and finishing my shit. And um, I finished my 31-day challenge. How did, how did that go? How Good. I, end? like, lost inches around my waist and shit. Waist looking, like... Snatched Kind of snatched a little bit. So proud of myself. I missed a few days, but... I'm going to keep on going into the wedding, like, uh, try to do it every day. Wow. Because it's just so, it's become a habit, and I want it to become, like, a, like a real habit, like, like cement it. Because it makes me feel good. And then, um... And you do look good. Like, bro. Thank you. On your oh Instagram God. story, I was like, bro, was like, oh you God. got fucking abs, bro. <laughs> I just forgot what it's like to, like, that I can actually alter my body. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I want to. Forever. I can, like get an ass if I want to like I just gotta dedicate myself mm. and dedication was something I really wanted to do this year so I'm like wow I actually have been dedicated to shit so super proud yeah yeah I feel it um your birthday was lit super lit you did an amazing job oh thank you I didn't do that much but bro we like literally I can't wait to throw an event together 
Because I feel like we're switching off now, like, you plan, (laughs) you do decorations. But I can't wait to do something You have way more work than me. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. But day drinking, I mean, is obviously one of my favorite things to do. So going to brunch was, I I missed it. I missed going to brunch and getting super drunk. I'm so sad. I recorded everybody doing the crank that and I accidentally deleted the video. Oh, I forgot we did that. Yeah. When things happen at brunch, it's like things get a little muddy. Yeah. And you never regret it, really. Never. Never. I think we did the juke slide on the sidewalk. Yep. Yeah. I had a great time. And then I like got to come home and fall asleep and wake up and fall asleep and <laughs> like, and it's not like it's a real Sunday and you still have another day off of work. That's why I always love my birthday because it's just an unruly amount of time like where I just who what day is it even off. who even knows exactly that's how long I've been off on the work. weekend yeah <laughs> yeah so it's been good and um, is there anything else that's happening? work how's work work is cool i've been busy but only because i'm trying to tying up loose ends and shit i've been like thinking about how to kind of take work to the next level in my opinion or like because i've been so consumed about the wedding i'm just like thinking about next steps and preparing for like whatever career changes i want to make in the future and like getting to that point where i'm like focusing on building my craft a little bit more mm-hmm. so that's post-wedding though i'm like putting everything like everything afterwards yes so rightfully so i'm doing good though yeah yay what about you did you kill the week i did um i hate my job (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna start off low but we're gonna end on a high note (laughs) yeah no i hate my job my boss said some out-of-pocket shit about something it's like i got a piece of material i reviewed it and then i sent it to the client and he was like somebody did this without a brain like that's how bad it was that's how i reacted exactly how you were like what the fuck that's how i was like sometimes he just takes things a little too too far far, and then you get offended and then like that's when i start talking back like so what did you expect when (laughs) and then i feel myself getting hot and bothered and you know when people start looking around like from the other cubicles that you're talking too loud it's just mad unprofessional to say something like that, though. So yeah. I'd, be, I'd be really heated, too. Yeah. So I'm just counting down the days, but I realize that I can't leave until I get this other stuff done. And that's going to require me to talk to people. And I know I have to talk to people. So that's going to be a I challenge. <laughs> but at least I've had five days off. So it's fine. You have to talk to him, you mean? I have to talk to a whole bunch of people to get a whole bunch of things done and closed out. So I don't have to be here anymore. Um, I went to an NBA conference the other day and it's basically like the end of my prep program. It's like the capstone conference thing. And there's lots of schools there and admissions officers. And I saw a whole shit ton of people that I knew. And so it felt good to just be in a room where, you know, like you're where you're supposed to be. Whereas like last year I was so nervous to even like go in and I was like hyperventilating And then now this year, I'm, like, walking in and I can, like, hug people and, you know, walk up to schools and ask questions and, like, not feel weird and steal all the pens. So. But still steal all the pens because they usually have the good ones. Really good pens! Oh, my God. I came the fuck up. I loved it. Um, The only thing is I'm still on a hangover from 
the last time I took a practice test and ended on a high. So this week is all about committing to studying for the three days that I have to work. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because yeah. I took off Friday. So I just want to get that stuff out of the way. Um, financial planning. I followed my financial plan. I have paid off a significant amount of my debt. I feel like very That's caught so up good. on things. So I'm very happy about that. I have a few loose ends still, but I'm extremely excited that I didn't just blow $8,000 on prosciutto and beer. $8,000? Is that your prosciutto budget? That's how much I took out. Oh. <laughs> no. I took out $8,000. Like, it's going to be like a serious habit. <laughs> no. <laughs> to, like, pay off my credit cards. Like, tried to do... Pay off my... I paid off my credit card. I caught up on my car note, and now I'm a month ahead. I paid my insurance. I paid my dad back because I, I borrowed it a significant amount from him, so I paid him back on that. I moved into my new place. So I paid first one store and the deposit on that, and then we're feeling ahead of the game. We're smelling a fresh start here. Yeah. Now at least it's not like I'm drowning. Now it's like, okay, now what are you going to do with a reduced amount of rent? Speaking of, I moved into my new place and now I'm like kind of unpacked. That's okay. Take your time. Yeah. I'm mostly unpacked. It's just, I have a lot of shit and I really should have purged a lot more than I did. So you're purging now. Yeah. But now I live on the first floor, so I don't have to go up and down three flights of stairs. Like it's right. so easy to just get out the door it's kind of beautiful. So I'm excited about that. I had a great birthday. It's like the best birthday I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Oh. And I feel like it was so effortlessly fun. Yeah. That's exactly what I wanted. I didn't want to plan a lot. I didn't want mm. anyone else to feel like they had to plan a lot. I just wanted it to be like, let's go to brunch. You know, it's going to be expensive, but let's go to brunch. <laughs> <laughs> it, was expensive, it was way overpriced. They did give us crab legs though. So. Lots and lots of crab legs. If they didn't have the crab legs there, I would have been mad. Same. Did they advertise that? Yeah, they yeah, did advertise they did, yeah. on crab legs. So it makes sense. Yeah, but it was good. We definitely still need to write that sketch on competing brunch tables because <laughs> what the fuck? And it's I'm a real thing. Is I think it's happened more than once to me where it's like you feel a kind of tension. Yeah, and pressure that you have to perform. What's, who's the most lit brunch table? We were sitting next to a table of deltas, and we were like, you could just feel the building. Like, oh, they're gonna dance and stand up. Okay, we well. need to dance. <laughs> we need to dance. <laughs> we <laughs> are lit. <laughs> but it's natural. Survival of the fittest, of the brunchiest. Legit. And so I'm very, very happy about everyone that came out in support. I felt so loved. I got a new wig. I got my Which makeup Which is popping. I just feel bit. I felt Looking very, like a fall tree. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going for. <laughs> Legit. Yeah, I wanted something that will complement like all of all fall. So I'm excited. It's gonna be a great season. And because my birthday is in the middle of the year, I always set new goals. I literally felt last year when I turned 25, like I felt a significant personality shift. And 26 mm. felt a lot lighter, but I feel a lot more responsible. Like, last year, my, like, word of the year was supposed to be discipline, which I did not have at all. <laughs> what was the podcast? Yeah, but I feel like this year, I want it to be more of, like, fruition and a lot more confidence, because I feel like yeah. the older that I'm getting, like, for example, I went out the day before my birthday, I had my new wig on, I, like, 
had heels on and like you you go to like a, a a party and all these girls have jeans on and like i'm six foot with heels on so i feel like cower cowering over people and i'm wearing this really cute midi dress but i felt really self-conscious the whole time because i felt like girls were like kind of staring in a bad way of like why are you so overdressed like you're doing a lot yeah and then you feel men kind of over sexualizing you a little bit and so i feel like that made me want to be like Sure. <laughs> right yeah but i feel like you know you tell girls to shrink themselves <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like that should have been a moment where like you know i'm overdressed because it's my birthday so i feel like i should be confident in that and there's nothing i can do about my height because fuck everyone who's small and you know if you look good then you should feel good yeah like i feel like the older that i'm getting now the less i'm going out so it's harder for me to like just be like really comfortable and that was a moment for me to be like, okay, the the first step of anything is to having the confidence that you can do it. And I feel like I keep having these like weird confidence moments with all of my goals of like, do I honestly expect I can do it? And I feel like 26 just needs to be like, just fuck it, just do it. Because people that are way less qualified than you, way shittier than you, way less thoughtful than you, way less prettier than you are doing and tackling the things that you want to do. You just have to go for it. Because once you get like, I think stuck in a routine, you forget how, how much you can do. And once you stop going to so many social events, you forget, like, you can just be, like, totally chill fine. in a social setting and, like, totally comfortable regardless of who's there. So it's it really gets about just kind of practicing and putting yourself out there and, yes. like, not practicing not thinking negative thoughts. Yes. I've started kind of being, like, what if I was here looking at myself? Like, would I be like, bitch, you look good. I probably would be, so... <laughs> I just imagine that everyone thinks exactly what I would think if I saw a girl come in in a dress and heels like she may be overdressed but she's a bad bitch like so whatever and they'll get over themselves that's true what about next week what are you doing next week next week is my bachelorette party part two part two which I'm really excited about we're going, we're going camping um, and I get to be out in nature and hang out with my friends and get cute and yeah Get real sentimental. Make a bonfire and shit. Because I didn't get to do that all summer. And, like, once you move out of your white suburban neighborhood, you really start to miss bonfires. (laughs) (laughs) No one does it out here. I feel like I should throw a bonfire next summer. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be be nice. That'd be really nice. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking... I, I need to be really focused at work this week. So, I've been using tactics to kind of get more focused at work because mm-hmm. I will end up buying shit for the wedding and like when do you leave then the I'll stay late and be working off work time technically I leave literally 12 noon and our flight takes off the day after the wedding at least it's noon yeah we just have to leave for the airport at like nine what time do you arrive in Thailand the f- that technically that night at like one of them at like it's 24 hours, basically. But there, once we get there, it's going to be 11.30 at night. But we'll Is be on a plane a for, like, 22 forward, hours. Technically? Like, they're on the same day we are, or are they, like, 12 hours behind us? They're 12 hours forward. Oh. Uh, but so, when you get back, you gain a day. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. So, 
I have to be totally like ready for all of that. Like I have my bags <laughs> packed. And when that I sucks. talked about having my getting my hair done, I talked about it casually. But like the more I think about it, the more like I'm kind of freaking out because I really have to do something with my hair after the wedding and before the honeymoon. And I only have like a couple hours to do it. And I'm like, do I do a protective style on the plane? Is that frowned on? Can I twist my hair for the 22 hours? I would say just commit. I don't, I don't think that's a, the worst idea I've ever had. Unless you want to pay for some. Well, I mean, I, that you wouldn't want to get your hair done on your wedding night. No, I'm I'm probably just gonna wake up in the morning pretty early, part my hair, try to get all my crochets in. <laughs> <laughs> I see someone to wake me up at like four in the morning or something, Damn, bro. so I can start parting my hair and at least get the and crochets in, in, so in I can airport. just twist it. In the airport instead of like, because <laughs> I might just do passion twists. It doesn't take that long to do them. I just know I'm going to want a protective style when I get there. I'm not going to want to deal with my natural hair. The idea of wearing a wig in 82 degree weather every day just makes my t- my stomach turn. So I'm not doing that. It can be done, but it is hard. It's going to suck. It really did suck in Costa Rica, though. And I like to swim and shit. I'm, I'm, it almost came off when I was ziplining, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> It's a liability I just can't deal with. So uh, that's probably my bigger challenge. If anyone has ideas about what type of protective style is um, really quick and easy and doable or wants to come to my hotel room and braid um, or twist my hair, that'd be great, too. Um, I wonder if you can hire someone to start at like 6 a.m. and be done by 8 a.m. to just do your passion twist and be done and pay for their travel and come to the hotel. And then you'll go to the airport. You know, I hate and paying I, people to do my hair. I know. That's the worst you part. You do it yourself. But I'm like, I literally cannot it's do it myself. So I'm like, can I just pay you to deal with this? I feel like I'm just going to make my mom wake up. It's so bad because it's so like, I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> like, <can> <laughs> make my me? mom wake up, my sister, and maybe like, I don't know, Bird can come and just everyone get in my hair. Everybody get in my hair. Like, let's go. Like, yeah, because uh, you know I can't. Yeah, I would. I know. It's okay, though. So, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about next week. The wedding is looming, looming, booming as fuck. So that's Super basically fun. all I'm on right now is wedding mode uh, and bachelor party mode. And I'm real excited. Yay. Uh, next week for me, I'm only working three days, so I need to study. I'm going to stay late um, and study until seven and then drive home in the trap. Drive home with no traffic. I'm going to go grocery shopping after this to try to meal prep some shiz. Good, um i'm super excited about bachelorette number two i feel slightly cocky coming off of bachelor party number one so i need to sit down and like just check yourself yeah just make sure that i've dotted all my i's and crossed all my t's i'm sure it'll be great um but i'm yeah i'm super excited for it actually i'm i'm excited to do nature things amongst lots of green yes it's gonna be good beautiful Wedding super close. Don't forget, we should talk about my dress too to see if I need to get it altered. Oh yeah, you probably should. Yes, um, it's at my house. <laughs> and I forgot to take it back here. Although my mom can probably just take the dresses to the cleaners and get them let down as much as possible. Oh, probably yeah, the best route. Yeah, yeah. And what else am I doing next week? Finishing unpacking and trying to look good every day that I wear this wig because it literally does not allow me to walk out of the house looking like a crusty bitch what do you mean like my other wigs i feel like i could put it on and like run errands and be like okay i look a little rough whatever but with colored hair i feel kind of like 
just throw a little concealer on and then after you do that then it's like you might as well just set it and then it's like you might as well just put lashes on Okay. Yeah, so just I mean, it's, stick that's not the worst thing to happen, but I don't know why the lighter hair makes it. A it doesn't look. It look. You look rougher when you look rough rather than just with like regular black hair. I feel you. It's like why do that? It's literally just pushing you to new heights, new limits. Legit. <laughs> uh, and that's 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 uh that's it. That's all I had. All right. Well, go forth and kill that weak bitch. bitch. Sweet. Okay, thank you for listening to 168 Podcast. For more 168, visit our website at 168podcast.com. That's all spelled out, 168podcast.com. And follow our social media accounts. We post often on Twitter <laughs> at 168pod and on Instagram <laughs> at 168podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube at 168podcast. New videos will be posted next week. Hello. Can't stop me cause I'm impossible. There is nothing I can't do. I'm in danger cause just know that I am on my way. Impossible. Don't leave with me if you wanna reach me. When you wanna page me, it's